Cool. Hold on, let me make a drink. Oh, okay. Hey, Kenny. It's so good to see your face. Oh my god, you're here in the flesh. What year did the program come out? 1993. You got it. Yeah. You got Whoa. it. Yeah. Welcome to Man vs. Model, the only podcast in the multiverse that pits humans against machines in a pre-apocalyptic college football predictionary battle royale to the death. Here's your host, Kenny Peanut Butter Pants Morton. I was not going to get the steal. Good job. I was like, wait, I thought it was later than that. No, I, rem- I remember high school because I remember going to watch it as a, as a team. That's spit right. in my mouth. Spit, spit, yep. when Latimer spit. That's where I yeah. got that from, dude. Yeah. That's why I spit in your mouth. <laughs> Did you see it before or after they cut the Bef- road scene? Before. The yeah. road scene was in it. Yeah, we saw it in yeah. the theater. So yeah. I yeah. saw the theater, too, with the road scene. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. saw the road scene for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did, I love that movie. Didn't they? Um, it, it was loosely based on Florida State, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the, yeah, the team colors were that. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like Blue Mountain State was based on Boise State. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that was a good movie. I can't I want to go back and watch that. 93, yeah. I want to go yeah. and watch that now. Yeah. It's, I want to see if it holds up. Uh, and then we should uh, reenact that scene on TikTok where I spit in your mouth. <laughs> How about no? <laughs> Whatever. Do we have some dog poop to wrestle around in? Do it in? for TikTok, dude. It's for views and likes. Yeah, That's it's what, for, for content, dude. how we define our personalities, Kenny. Uh, hard no. Pussy. Lame. No, I'm going to pass on that. God damn it. You already had COVID. What are you, what's the worst going to happen now? You already had COVID and the vax. Like, you're fine. You probably had the alpha variant, so I'm worried that I might get that, I'll get the, too. I'm going to try to get the lambda and the omega. Yeah, what about, what about the, you, you get the ligma? No. I know <laughs> you're going to <laughs> this. delta plus, I watch too. too much TikTok because it's you. <laughs> so you can't throw your jokes at me. Damn it. Kenny, are you going to get the ligma variant? Yes. The ligma balls. <laughs> <laughs> We we were talking earlier about going on like a COVID tourism, yeah, to to get immunity to, to them all. as like many Pokemon. as you can. Like little Pokemon. Like Pokemon, yeah. only there's a lot more dangerous game than Pokemon. <laughs> it's like, it's a little, yeah, it's it's like COVID Mon Go. <laughs> I want all the antibodies. Develop an app and you can go around and try to find the different variants. Yeah. Yeah. Create like a, an antibody profile. Let's do it. Yeah. I'd be a superhuman at the end of it. That'd be all right. I like it. I am feeling back to pretty much 100%, a little bit of congestion still, but um, I'm feeling pretty good. Back to normal, back to the regular routine, out of quarantine now, nice. officially. Excellent. So we are here, and we are all in person, so I get to look over, and I get to see our favorite computer nurse. What's up? Well, that's not me. Why did I give you the deuces? I don't know. The f- finger guns. Maybe finger deep guns. down you want to be a computer nurse. Hell no. The platinum toaster, Casey. What's hey. up? How's it going? Good. How's it going, good. everybody? Good, yeah. I'm doing pretty good. Casey, your you. your uh, your Miami TikTok has like seven more than seven hundred. I know, views. I know that was pretty You're good. Famous, I I kind of I don't know TikTok really famous. At is seven hundred a lot on TikTok? No, 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 no. no but no. for us, it's like yeah. triple, <laughs> no quadruple, like anything we've ever done. Before. Yeah, that's like the yeah, it's the biggest thing we've ever done before. So like, we, don't, ex- we don't see numbers that big. Yeah, any, like, unless you're ex- talking about all time numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Except for that one tweet that you had about a frying pan oh, or something yeah, that, that did, one time. That, that, yeah, that, that took work. off. That, that work. really took that off. That was our best football tweet was about my frying my cast iron skillet. So. Yep. Yep. So that tells you where our place in the, <laughs> in the football, in the football hierarchy. hierarchy is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And over here to my right in a beautiful blue shirt, the doctor of the niggas, the master of the machine, Dr. William Preston. 
England Esquire. No Esquire, no Esquire. dude. Law school. Remember, mediocre country That's lawyer. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, nothing but a mediocre country lawyer. Deals a square deal. Rest in the case. Um, no Esquire. Kenny, how are you doing? I know you got over COVID, and I haven't really. How was your Florida trip? It was it was good besides, yeah, besides the COVID right. and the he ro- really rolled the dice on the characteristic of you. <laughs> we did, we did took a took a little chance. Uh, I was like taking that big uh, totals bet, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, missed, but, missed the flyer. But I I knew this. The, I think it was. I think I texted you like the first day we were there, and I was like, I think you texted me gonna, every day you were there, and you're like, we're gonna get it. And then you're like, I have it. And I'm like, no, you don't. You're <laughs> just, you you just it. landed. You don't have it. You're like, no, pretty sure I have it. <laughs> like, and then a few right. days later, the smell was gone. I'm like, yep, <laughs> Here we can't go. smell anything. Um, yeah, but yeah, we, we made it. We made it back alive. Um, everybody's doing okay. Um, uh, my my daughter was a was a signing day flip to, oh, to yeah. University of Nebraska I, right. from, from Wesleyan. Right. Yeah, how did the coaches feel about that? Um, co- coach was actually upset with the institution more than her that they kind of screwed her over, yeah. which which they did. Wesleyan did not treat her very oh, well. Oh shit! Yeah, um, and they were kind of dicks. Wesleyan was honestly when she talked to them. So they've already like erased her existence from everything Wesleyan related. <laughs> like <laughs> there's like being really big fucking out. children about it. They are. They really are. I was I was kind of surprised by that. Weird. Um, but yeah, we got her in, moving into the dorm yesterday. She's she's doing pretty good. She's I think she she was a little uh, upset about it at first, but I think she's all in on the decision and, and is getting ready to go. So Ready nice. to graduate from the Big Ten Conference. Big Ten. Yeah, she'll have a Big Ten degree. That's a big deal. Well, that's yep. a big deal. That's a big deal. It ain't nothing. There's only 14 schools that you can do that with. In the, <laughs> the Big, big Ten. Ten. Yeah. There's, about, there's eight in the Big 12 starting in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they'll add some teams. Well, yeah, maybe. I'm sure. We'll, we'll see how like twenty. Out. We'll be like 20. They'll be like 20 in the Pac-12. Right. Yeah. Still called the Pac-12. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Who cares? Who yeah. fucking cares? Yeah. Numbers mean nothing. You know, at least they did change their name, though, when they added teams. Yeah. I appreciate they, that. I, I do appreciate accuracy in, in, in numbers. Well, like, that's why, like, I remember when we did we did the episode, either we were previewing it or we were doing it, and Kenny was like, surprisingly enough, there are actually 12 teams <laughs> and, in the And you didn't believe 12. me. Right? I didn't know. I did not. Like, no, I did that's not. not true. Yeah. 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 That was really weird. Yeah, oh, there we go. Well, this is our final preview episode uh, of final the off God. season. We've got football, actual football games <laughs> exactly. next week. Woo! We are so excited. So next week we'll do week zero and then a couple mm-hmm. of the Thursday games. Thursday probably. week one games, yeah. So week zero and Thursday week one games next yeah. week. I don't call anything week zero. Sorry, guys. Oh, that's Sorry, right. One. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work mathematically, <laughs> does it? <laughs> no. So yeah. <laughs> Zero is the is the black hole of, of mathematics. mathematics. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So it's how does it? It's like the square root of I. <laughs> so so according to the dingus, next week's games are week one, and then the week after that is just week two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so there's just an extra week in there. Yeah. The whole week zero thing is kind of it's kind know. of stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't believe. So we started the pick'em contest. Mm. So yeah. The get, con- yeah. There's like four people contest. in there. With three of them are sitting at this table. <laughs> no, there's like six. Yeah. Or no, seven. Okay. Yeah. We've we've okay. added some more. All right. Cool. And uh, and but I think it's going to start week one. It says week one on there. There is no week zero. Yeah. It says week one. So I don't know. So be once you join, okay. it's okay. group number three six four three, I believe, and it's capital D Dingus sixty nine exclamation exclamation point. point is the password. So make sure you guys get in in this next week. Yep. If you beat my model, and I don't maybe I don't know. Is it are we, who's the Kingus or the Dingus? I guess beat the Dingus. If you beat the Dingus, we will pay for your um your. If you beat the Dingus, so everybody that beats the Dingus, everybody that beats okay, the Dingus gets fucking free entry into uh the bowl pick on yeah. the a, end of the season. That means we we throw into the pot for right, that amount. Yeah. Like right. I pay like in other words I pay you. <laughs> I pay for your your uh entry into the bowl pick if you beat my model. 
And uh, you do not get to pick the games this year. Yahoo is picking the games. We picked the default Yahoo games, so there's yeah. going to be a what, like 20 games mm-hmm. every week? Yeah. Uh, do you and, have and to they, pick them all? Do we? Do- yes. Okay. Yep. Yes. You're going to have to put a bet in or for every one of them. It's going to be weird because like you don't get to ch- pick and choose your best matchups. You're just yeah. we're, we're all picking this, but it's kind of fair because we're all picking the exact same, the exact same games, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 But it, I mean, it does take away sort of that you know where people have an edge and pe- some people exactly. are better at betting you know certain types of games. And right. you know, we preach for years stay away from big matchups because they're harder to predict. Blah blah right. blah. But you know it is what it is, and you know we're not getting unless you guys unless we get a patron and all four of our listeners <laughs> chip in like ten thousand dollars each. Yeah, <laughs> we're not we're running our own yeah. pick we're, anymore. We're gonna let somebody else do it. We're yeah, we're gonna let Yahoo do it until they find a reason to shut us down. Because but we're, I still like, we're still illegal. The math is still gonna beat you assholes. So so oh, yeah. yeah. So be on the lookout. I don't think it'll start next week. I think it'll start the week. I think it'll start with week one games. So just make sure you guys get logged in next week. Right before you know, like Thursday or Friday, just to double check it, and yep. we'll all send it. We'll send out tweets and stuff, letting you guys know too. And you can set it up where um, Yahoo will send you an email too. True, a reminder, yeah. a reminder. Yeah. Yep. All right, so let's go ahead and start off. We have a, a Twitter question from our favorite listener. Yeah, I think I think we should just have this be like a weekly segment almost. <laughs> yeah, Bus is shaping up that way. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Bus is Bus's Twitter question of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, there we go. Bus, send us a question every week, buddy. Yeah. Everybody on. Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the bus. So I'm yep. par- and I'm paraphrasing this because he had it was a it was a two tweet thread and Jesus. it was very long. Why is yeah. he so wordy? I don't know. I don't know. But, Dude just uh, repairs typewriters all day. <laughs> <laughs> He's a typewriter I mean, nurse. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he right. invents right. typewriters. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm paraphrasing. Is it better to bet over mm. on teams with mm-hmm. low totals? Okay. And under on teams with high totals. I have the answer to this question, I, but I, no I want to know what you guys would guess. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. No, what? Yeah, there's not. no. It's not better to bet on to bet on either or one of the one of the. Well, I I would say pick that one. pick one, Kenny. Okay, I'm gonna go um, under on teams with high win totals is probably better than over on teams with low totals. Because I think because there's a lot more things that can go wrong trying to get to ten or eleven, yeah, than yeah. teams that can that can end up going under. Yeah, it's yeah, that's what I would say too. I hate to agree with him, but um, but yeah, I mean, if like Clemson is like what eleven and a half, uh-huh. mm-hmm. so I mean, what are you gonna you're gonna bet that they're going undefeated? I mean, that's the bet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or like right. or uh, Ohio State who we're going to talk about tonight. They're yeah. 11. At 11, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it would be for me God, it's so situational to me though. But if I had to pick one or the other, I would say under on high on a high team total. So, the answer is that it's it's neither. Like it's 50-50. Okay. So go, going back to 2016, right? I have a sample uh, I have I what I've done is I filtered to any total that was one and a half to 3 Point, or three games, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's not a big sample. It's it's only uh, let's see. There's been since 2016. There's been um, stop it. Uh, 44 games that have uh, or 44 teams that have a total of three or less. Okay. And uh, it goes. Th- those games went under 53 percent of the time. Oh, okay. So that's a coin flip. Okay, so we can run the analysis the other way and look at um, the teams that from you know that, that had a total of ten wins or more, uh, same time period twenty sixteen to twenty twenty, 
Uh, in this case, there are only 33 teams. So again, small sample size, but um, those teams went over 51% of the time. It's a coin flip. And, the, and okay. here's and, and the answer to these, the answer to these questions is always Mark. Like, and, and I'm going to actually contradict myself here in a minute. So like, I'm going to tell you what the answer always is. And then I'm going to say that it's not, say that it's not. Okay. But the, this, like the, the, the most, like the most, common i think they're the most commonsensical answer is that markets are efficient you cannot just walk in and go oh uh teams that are you know that have like high win totals go under because if you could do that there would be no such thing as uh, a sports book yeah everything is efficient everything's a coin flip these are priced perfectly i'm going to prove it to you that they're priced perfectly but i will say this before we go on and this is the contradiction part of the segment here um if you look back over the entire sample of games from 2016 to present, right? We're talking about 639 games in the analysis. The under has come in 56% of the time. So those are win totals, preseason win totals. Preseason win totals. Okay. If you were to bet, have bet every game, okay, 600, every single win total dating back to six, you would have made a ton of money. Yeah. yeah if that's all crazy. you ever bet was the under, there's a systematic, the odds of that being random are like one in like several hundred thousand. Yeah. That Here. is not, uh, that's not statistically plausible. It is definitely, there's a definite systematic over, and I think it's because people get excited about the over yes. and move the lines that's in the exact, wrong direction. That's exactly what it is. Here's, here's the thing though, as, as we see, and we'll get it when we get into totals again this week, not every single total bet is the same price. Right. Right. So did, did you, were you able to look, look at prices or anything I like did, that? I did not factor in prices. This is just the percentage. Okay. So, so you're right. Like if you, if you were, if you're losing, if, if your losses are on the, if you're paying, you know, the premium for your losses, that would maybe right. cut into your profits. Yeah. But, but it, it yeah. probably all evens out. I w- anyway, I because, you know, for every minus 140 game under you get, right. you'll have a plus 110 or exactly. whatever. And if you just unilaterally bet all the unders, I mean, unless they've priced those in perfectly, you're going to hit some of those ones that are like, you know, plus 120 or plus yeah. 130 or whatever. So I don't know. I didn't do that. I didn't see what your, what your net profit would be. I mean, it's actually really good. So it's the only question that really matters. But just yep. in terms of accuracy, there is a systematic tendency for the for the under to come in. And I think exactly what Casey was agreeing to is that yes. but that, that could push be, it and over. That could all be timing. You know, if you're if you're betting on unders when when the lines first come out, it might not be as efficient right. as when those lines do get pushed and then right. things change. So, but uh, you know. so I also I also this got me like really riled. Sorry to take dominate well, the podcast here. Bus got you really excited. I know. Bus yeah. Bus got me busting a a, a <laughs> nut, if you will. A robot nut. Uh, <laughs> um, a lug nut. But, oh. but here's the thing: I, f- I found a, a website, and I want to. First of all, I want to pitch the website because it's fucking awesome. Okay. It's collegefootballdata.com yeah. or I don't know, whatever. Just Google CFB uh, CFBD College Football Data. Okay. And it's like it's a it's a um, a data treasure trove for college football. It's got everything: historic weather data, but for every single game going back as far as you can like possibly imagine, like to like before 2000. It's got um, you know all the coaches in their records going back to the beginning of time. All of it. It's got uh, every game, every play, every drive, every player, all their stats, nice. all the recruiting stats going back in time. I mean, it's got everything, and a lot of it's through like if you need, you know like API calls and it's all technical bullshit. But you can actually interface with those with his database through his website, and you can download all this data. So 
I got excited about that. And I was trying to, with, with all our discussion, Casey, in our debate the last few episodes about like returning productivity, I was like, I'm just going to take this data yeah. and I'm putting this fucker to bed. Okay. Okay. Cause okay. like I had done some analysis with like S and P plus and its predictive power about like oh, going over or under. Yeah. And it doesn't predict shit. Okay. But I was like, well, that's just one factor. And like, there's maybe, maybe I can do it the other way. And so what I found out, have you guys heard of EP, uh, uh, expected points uh, added or EPA yeah. expected points? Can you, do you remember that from Bill Conley's day? Is it, Whatever. Yeah, okay, it sounds familiar. Yeah, when he used to really break things down and provide like really detailed right. before ESPN told him to do the bare minimum, get paid a bunch of money. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. So, so this is a statistic. It's really interesting. So, um, and I and, and I'm going to tie it into returning productivity and talent in a second. But like the statistic itself assumes that if you gain five yards on like third and ten mm-hmm. from your your own twenty. That's not the same as, as that's not as productive. It's not the same as gaining five yards on third and two from your opponent's twenty, right? In terms okay. of your expected points given that play, yeah, sure, right? Makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. So it's a cool statistic that they're measuring. So it and so you look at like what your expected points are at the beginning of the play. It's almost, it's almost like our statistic of points above expectation, but mm-hmm. at a play level. Okay. Where you're saying like, what's the expected? You know, what is your expected points given like your your down and distance and yard line mm-hmm. at the beginning of the play, and then what is your expected points given your down and distance and yard line at the end of the play? Okay, right? Mm-hmm. Cool statistic. Yeah. It, what the, but it's at the play level, and so what that means is you can track it by player, and if you can track oh, okay. it by player, you can see if players leave that they're taking their EPA with them. Uh, okay. Okay. Right? It's a, yeah. So, oh, and it, wow. so it's okay. a much better measurement of t- of, of returning productivity. productivity. So I was like, okay, if anything is going to crack this nut and give me a predictive model that is going to tell me like if returning productivity matters or not, it's this because it's so sensitive to like, you know, where the team is going to be successful, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you have a lot of EPA, you're getting a lot of points, or you're getting a lot of EPA, you're gathering them by the goal line, by the in scoring situations. So if you have say, you know, you look at that productivity number, if you have, you know. 10 players coming back, but that one guy who left accounted for 80% of the offense, right. then your EPA is going to be, be really low. Ba- yeah, your returning EPA is going to be really low. Precisely. Precisely. You guys got it. So so I added, so I had, you have EPA for passing, because you can break it out by like passing and rushing okay. And, okay. and total and stuff like that. I also added in like, you know, returning seniors, return. So yeah. in other words, I went on this big data mining expedition, which is like not always what you're supposed to do a day with, <laughs> you're supposed to have a hypothesis and test it. But I did have my hypothesis, and the hypo- so I had a bunch of variables. Some of the some of the ones that we've talked about, like percentage of returning starters, percentage you know number of upperclassmen, these kinds of variables. But also like all these EPA variables too, mm-hmm. like offensive you know offensive productivity returning, and like EPA or EPA percentage of EPA returning and total EPA returning and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and I put them all into a model. And I, what I wanted to do is two things. I wanted to test which of these are which of these are actually predictive of wins. So okay. so step one. Can we predict win total? Just not not over under, but just wins. And then from there, I'm going to find the variables that are predictive, and then I'm going to build a model that predicts over under, which is what we are eventually trying to get to, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first model, right? Uh, I, I tested like every single variable, kitchen sink kind of stuff, where I threw everything at it, and there were four things that would predict. That was the best model, the best model I could come up with out of the litany of variables I came up with, or I, I inputted into the model, were four things. The By far the best predictor of win totals is the Vegas total. So I put the Vegas total in there. We're talking about markets being efficient. Yep, yep, uh, yep. 19, so there's something called a T statistic. Think of it like as a standard deviation. This, the score is 19. It's 19 standard deviations away from like randomness. So this is like an insanely predictive 
statistic okay. is, is the yeah. is just the Vegas win total. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The next thing though I, that I also put in here was um, their opponents EPA. Okay. So so it's not just like are you returning a bunch of players, but are you playing a bunch of people who are also returning a bunch of players? Yeah. Sort of like what we do with a, with a, a points right. above expectation. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so and and so your opponents receiving EPA is highly predictive of wins, right? It, so if you if your opponents have low returning receiving, then you have more a better chance to win. Uh, opponents rushing EPA. Okay. So th- so mm-hmm. a bunch of offset, and then and then your own the percentage of your own returning PPA. Okay. Those are the four factors. Now here's what's interesting. This is where it gets interesting. That model explains forty percent, just forty percent of the variability in wins. So there's we're missing like more than half of the story with just those four things. It's like dark matter, right? Exactly. (laughs) There's a whole universe of shit out there that we don't understand, and a lot of it probably is like very just luck and variance and randomness and like coaching. Like you can think of all the things that didn't make it into this model, but I'm just saying that's the most predictive model, right? Those four factors: the Vegas win total, your opponents receiving, uh, returning receiving productivity, your opponents returning rushing productivity, and then your own the percentage of your own productivity returning makes perfect sense to me but when you put those four factors into uh a, a, the next model I fi- i've identified those things and i'm trying to predict now can we predict over and under the answer is absolutely not cannot it's completely statistically irrelevant to predicting over and unders that's because markets are efficient and you and vegas is vegas because they can beat your ass no matter what the mathematics say so yes we can predict we can we can we have a we have a crude model that can predict wins yeah we have no model that's going to predict over and under it's an efficient market that's my conclusion. that's interesting and it goes back to that thing you know you always hear season will go on and there's some team that you know Let's say their their Vegas win total was four, and you know they're nine and three or whatever. And you know yep. people point to those things as as to why Vegas is inefficient, but you totally ignore the other hundred and twenty nine <laughs> exactly. times when Vegas <laughs> like <laughs> absolutely nailed it. And yeah. it's the same thing with just you know like lines on a game to game basis. It's easy to pick those mm-hmm. apart, but when you look at everything, everything. as a whole, yeah. there's right. a reason why sports books right. just sports print books. money, right? And, and and that's the thing is confirmation bias seeps into this so yeah. readily because you're like oh like. You know, I saw this team that had a total of two and they blew it out of the water. They got five. And you're like, you know, ah, two win team totals. That seems like an easy market to beat. Mm-hmm. But you ignore every other instance where that, you know, you would have lost. So, And that's why 50, 53, 56% in really any good. sort of market, any sort of sports betting market is absolutely insanely good. Right. Because right. that means you're taking, you're going to systematically take money from the sports book. Which is not supposed to happen. Yeah. And they don't like it. Right. They definitely don't like it. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. that's my analysis. Right, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm ready to put that thing to bed. We know what are what's important for wins. We can't predict season totals. But I like this idea that it's not just your returning productivity that matters. It's your opponent's product, returning productivity too. And mm-hmm. that's, that's going to set up a lot of my analysis tonight. So. Okay. Cool. cool. All right. Awesome. So why don't you start us off? We're going to talk about the yep. Big Ten. Just take us through the Big Ten and conference as a whole, and then we'll start getting into yeah. teams. So see if you agree with this statement. Over the last 10 years, Big Ten East... Second best division in FBS. Agree, yeah. behind oh, SEC yeah. West, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Wait, what? SEC West. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. SEC West. And yeah. Big, number and one. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if that was like too far fetched or not, but it seems no. like that, that's got to be true. I, right? I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're not that far removed from Michigan, Penn State, and Michigan State being top ten programs. Yeah. I mean, fuck. Even Indiana fielded a team that had a look, a, 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 a damn good look at outside look, but a good look at a playoff spot last yep. year. Yep. Crazy, which you know, which makes what I'm about to tell you even more impressive. Uh, and, and that's the Buckeyes haven't lost a division game since 2016. That's so fucking gross, dude. In the second best conference dude. or division, dude. 
That's yeah. crazy. They're the Bama of the North. They're a blue blood type team, but man, they're on a run for the ages recently. Um, you know, and, and we've discussed the last week in the last few weeks though, there are a lot of powerhouses reloading this year, like Bama and Clemson. And mm-hmm. I think the Buckeyes are in the same boat. Oh, absolutely. Uh, if there's ever going to be another Big Ten uh, team that has a chance to sneak out a conference title or rep the conference in the playoff, I think this is probably the best year to, that's going to happen. Just like in ACC, just like in yeah, just SEC. In SEC. So yep. Yep. it's a big turnover year for these big powerhouses. I kind of like it. So it, it might be similar to to pre- we're not going to see a lot of breakthrough teams this year. Probably mm-hmm. you, you know think you think we're going to see you know kind of our typical Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma State. Oregon or Oklahoma, mm-hmm. you know, that, maybe they like that fourth yeah. spot, or maybe a second SEC team, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. And you know, there's so many un- unpredictables. I think we're going to really kind of see if last year mattered, if that makes sense. You know, yeah, was it a throwaway year? And we'll talk about teams like Penn State, who had a terrible late year last yeah. year. Was that an anomaly? Was that a trend? You know, it's Absolutely. hard to say. It's gonna, yeah, I, I like that because it's going to be – because last year there's so many games or teams that only played like four games. Yeah, four so or five much, games, yeah. Well, I mean, how much do you know about? Seven, yeah, right? seven games even. Just, like, and some, yeah, yeah, and some yeah. teams played yeah. 11, yeah. you know. It's just yeah. – it's it's so weird that like how last year is going to register, especially I'm excited about to see what how that works yeah. with the Dingus because yeah. – some teams are going to have a full, almost a full season, and some teams are going to. We're going to be drawing a lot on on 2019. Oh right? yeah! Wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. If you're going to get the dingus, <laughs> right? The this dingus is, is reloading. This is how we get a lot dingus. of powerhouses yeah. <laughs> going down this year. Yeah, this is going to. You're going to get the dingus. We'll see. Or it'll be just as predictive as ever when we hit 56 right. percent, exactly. like we always do. We'll, exactly. we'll see what happens. All right. So let's do as we've done with other conferences. We'll start at the bottom and go all the way up. Start all at the, the bottom and all the way up. <laughs> so we'll start at the bottom of the barrel this year, is according to Vegas. Uh, that is the Illinois fighting racist nickname. Is it? Ra- I don't know. Is it racist? Well, they. I think they are. They in get rid a of the mascot. They're in the contract with, like, the Seminoles are. Like, they mm. are in contract oh, okay. with Andy and Utah, the Utes. So they like have an agreement. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's respectable. At least, at least they've gone to the, to to the tribe and worked something out. So yeah, it's better than Chief Wahoo and shit like that. Uh, anyway, three and a half the total. Uh, Vegas looking at over minus 150, under plus 120, so they'd like Illinois to hit the over with a brand new coaching staff. Uh, Casey, why don't you talk about the worst team? We'll start you off with the worst team for no reason whatsoever. Okay. (laughs) That was an awkward introduction there. (laughs) Um, But but somehow apropos. (laughs) Okay. Uh, New coach, uh, but it's Burt, Burt Belima. Uh, Oh, yeah, Burt. Yeah, so he knows the Big Ten. Uh, running back Chase Brown is back. He mm-hmm. had a really good year mm-hmm. last year, mm-hmm. and he should, I think, will have a good year in Burt's system as well. I've got two wins with three toss-ups. Toss-ups being uh, home versus Nebraska mm-hmm. at Purdue and home versus Rutgers. Can they get two of those? I think they can get to four, but I'm not gonna bet. I would bet the under on this, especially with the price. Um, I just don't think they'll get to three. I think, but I just don't think they'll get to four. Yeah, I think that running game is gonna be there, especially with the returning back. Um, you know, Bert's got a lot to work to do though in Champagne. Yeah, you know, it, I, I was actually I thought Levy was gonna do better. Like he had a couple years where it looked like recruiting might mm-hmm. be on the uptick, mm-hmm. especially with transfers and stuff like that, but just didn't work out. Luckily, I think for the Illini, that gap between them and the rest of the Big Ten, minus Wisconsin, I, like the the difference between the worst team, the Big Ten West, and the rest right. of the Big Ten West, isn't that yeah huge, right? Yeah, yep. And actually, you're talking about toss ups. 
S and P Plus actually has UTSA in the toss-up category. I think they're giving the Illini like a fifty-four percent chance of winning mm. that game. Ooh, okay, yeah. All so right. I, I just saw one of UTSA's quarterbacks. It must have been a backup is transferring um, just today. But so that'll be interesting. So it could go super bad. Yeah, for in year uh, one for yeah. for Bielema. Uh I'm actually going to take the under here, but I think they get Nebraska week zero. <laughs> <laughs> take possible. that plus seven. They beat the shit out of us last year. Yep. I, you know I, I agree with you, Kenny. I think the I, I, the Illini seem to be perpetually starting over. Like even yeah. even under, yeah. and th- you know this is no different. I'm surprised that Levy couldn't recruit most of the guys from the NFL. Coaches from the NFL can can you usually recruit? They're in a big market. Seems like a little weird that that he couldn't pull it off. I mean, just the line. I do not have talent or productivity returning in terms of their in terms of their EPA. They average just three and a half wins over the last five years. Uh, you know, they probably have one win on the schedule against Charlotte. Kenny mentioned records and uh, UTSA. I mean, th- maybe they can get to three with those. That seems like pretty hard. You know, it, just in of itself, and then a fourth win to add on top of that. I don't know. Uh, under seems really, really mispriced and on sale yeah. at, at plus one twenty. Yeah. So. Uh, that's where I'm putting my money if, I, if I'm betting on this. All right. All right, next uh, up, Rutgers, the Scarlet Knights. Total is four, and over-under price the same at minus 115, so Vegas kind of uh, doesn't know where to go on this one. Diggis, what do you think? <laughs> to me, this is either a push or it goes under. Rutgers is a team that averages less than two wins a season. Last time they hit the over was in 2017 with a lofty four nice. wins. Nice. Uh, Rutgers might might start 3-0. But after that, they have one toss-up left on the schedule, and it's on the road against Illinois. What an awful, awful game that's going to be. There's no talent on the team. There's no clarity at quarterback. I'm just not seeing five wins. I would take the under. Yeah, I think that uh, quarterback carousel is going to turn and turn and turn this year. None of them are super appealing. Noah Vedrill, he can run, but I think I saw he averaged less than four yards in the tent or something (laughs) like that. It's just bad. I I think in the long run, Shiano can get this team pointing in the right direction, but they're in the Big Ten East. I mean, we just talked about the second best team. Yeah, you know, they're kind of like um, I don't know South Carolina or something like that. You know, where they're right. they might have some good years. They might make a bowl every once in a while. Like if Shiano can get Rutgers to consistently make bowl games, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, you know, he might have a chance to fail in the NFL again. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> they're never going to be a top tier team. Maybe not even middle tier. I think four would be a huge success this year. Um, I guess if I had to choose, I I choose I choose under, but I think that four is just about right. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think this team showed some fight last year. The defense needs to get better. The offense was slightly below average in the conference, um, but I think they should. You know, I think they're going to improve both sides. Shiano is a defensive guy. That defense should get better. Uh, I have four wins. On the schedule, actually, with three toss-ups uh, at Northwestern, at Illinois, and home versus Maryland, last game of the year, uh, and I think they're going to go three and zero off the bat. So uh, I'll just take the I'll take the over. I think they can get whoa the over. Yeah. What? Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, you guys are probably right. Like four is probably a push. I mean, it's probably going to push at four, but yeah. I'll, for the all sake right, of lean over. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Next up, Michigan State, the Spartans. Under Mel Tucker, four and a half is the total. Minus one forty on the over and under plus one ten. So Vegas is leaning to that over the four and a half. I, I think I may be higher in Michigan State this year than a lot of people. I know. I, I, I think Tucker, he had success at Colorado, and he, he was there for a year. Yeah, but he, he he had a quick turnaround with him. You know, 
Okay. He he got thrown into a situation last year that was just yeah. super crazy and a super yeah. crazy year. I think he's yeah. had a, had a year to settle in. I think he's gonna get him head in the right direction. I think they could get to seven. What if things break right? There, there's Whoa. a lot of those super toss-up games, but I just ha- I, I like Tucker as a coach, and I think that he can get some of those close wins. So I'm going to definitely take the over here with Michigan State. Mm. And hmm. I know, I, yeah, I'm yeah. on the way opposite side of All this. Right, cool. uh, <laughs> I could, good. That's I, the way it should be. I, yeah, I can't believe the, the number is this high for this team. This team had a terrible offense <clears throat> last year, and I don't see them getting any better. Um, I only see two wins and one other toss-up at Purdue. Uh, no way this team can get to five wins. This is an easy, easy under for me. Yeah, Michigan State was operating at a huge talent deficit last year in terms of uh, in terms of EPA. Get this, they were 166 total EPA points behind their opponents on average. That is an insane amount. I mean, that is a huge talent and productivity deficit. 166 total EPA points. It's a really great way to go two and five and go under the Vegas total by four games. Oh my god! Talk about efficient markets. Yeah, yeah not in this case. Huge outlier. God, um, Vegas sucks. <laughs> uh, the, so stupid. The good news is this year their the returning talent gap is only 83 points of EPA on average below their opponents. See, so, they're better. So maybe they're they'll. Better. Yeah, it's like two games instead of four. They're going to Vegas is going to miss by. I mean, the real trouble with Sparty is that their offense is just mesmerizingly bad. Oh, nice. And that puts too much added pressure on the defense. And uh, defense was decent last year, but on the field, field way too much. Uh, I mean, Michigan State has three games they can they can maybe win: Youngstown Allen State, uh, Western Kentucky, and Rutgers. I think Purdue. I don't know, man. Purdue's got a. Purdue, we're going to talk about Purdue, but they have a good, sneaky good offense, and and it's going to be really efficient. Fair. Uh, Northwestern's a toss up, and then they will be pretty big dogs the rest of the yeah. way. The unders on sale, I think that's what the sharp money is. I would, I, I, you know, hate to disagree with you, Kenny, but I, I, at one ten, I'm paying that. I'm paying. I'm not paying the premium at minus one minus one forty for this team. All right. Up next, the Boymakers Purdue total is five for the over under. Little bit of favor on the over minus one twenty five, but you got to pay for the under as well minus one oh five. Casey, what's Purdue going to do this year? Yeah, I think it's another team that the total is just too high. I mean, they did fire Diaco, so the defense should improve with just that move. <laughs> okay, like yeah. it's just it's like an instant improvement. It's the improvement. Yeah. What if like, they hired Bo Pelini? It's <laughs> uh, a wash. It's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um. Uh. They. Uh. But they still have David Bell, who is really good. Yeah, he's awesome. But he's, I, he's an NFL star. I think. Oh yeah. But I think they need another threat to emerge. So they he's ha- not they got a transfer from Marshall. They got a really okay. good transfer from Marshall, who's who is turning heads and like came in and so he has a chance to press for to be like the, the number two, two and like okay. take a little bit of relief yeah but you're right he has to do something because otherwise you're just gonna double bell and like and then forget about right. it <laughs> um i don't think they can get to five i see one win and only three toss-ups toss-ups being uh home versus oregon state home versus illinois and home versus michigan state um and i think they actually they actually do have like a pretty decently hard schedule as well <clears throat> so it just doesn't set up nice for him yeah Hey, you guys remember um, in, was it 2018 when Purdue just beat the shit out of Ohio State? Yeah. That's crazy. And everybody's yeah. like, Brahm's going to be like, he's going to be the next Pop Warner. He's right. going to be the yeah. greatest thing ever. Man, oh, because yeah, cause that's not a division win. I was like, wait wait a minute, because I thought that yeah. they hadn't lost, but that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the wrong division. Okay. Yeah, the, right. Ohio State mm-hmm. finds a way to lose to teams in the West somehow every year. Man. But yeah, things haven't gone great <laughs> since that went. <laughs> no, I mean, they let, let's be honest. Any any coach that hires Diago as a defensive coordinator mm. shouldn't be trusted with kitchen utensils, right, let alone a <laughs> let alone power five and the lives of like children, right. like young men. Let yeah. alone the reigns of a power five football right. program, right. multi million dollar program. Good um, lord. Yeah, I like the under here. 
I think I think a push is is probably the best bet here, but you can't bet a push. It'd be kind of cool if they added that no. as an option. <clears throat> like if you hit the push, you <laughs> get some sort of. Well, I know there's like no, just like you oh, could either well, over under or push. Well, like if you if you get if they get exactly that amount. When I was in when I was in Vegas, well, this had been eleven years ago when we were out there for my wedding. Um, I bet like a seventeen parlay and pushes counted. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It was just the, I think it was Since the, was it, it was, like it was the casino. I don't oh, know if it was or weird. it was just the casino. Was that like the casino out of Vegas Vacation? <laughs> yeah. It was like yeah. that seems like war. a clown casino. Guess the number uh, no, it was war. it was Hard Rock because I and I do remember I wow. missed that 17 parlay by 1 point. Oh man. Of course Kenta- you did. That's Ken- the way they all work. Yeah. <laughs> Kentucky uh was plus 6 and they lost by 7. Oh my god. Hmm. And I and I found that ticket like in my pants pocket, like the Tuesday right. after Saturday, I was like, well, what, "What is this? What would it have paid?" Oh, I mean, uh, it was like five dollar seventeen oh. parlay, so it paid, but it paid like four hundred, four fifty. Yeah, that'd have been a big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah re- returning to Purdue, they actually return eighty seven percent of the EPA in their passing game. Yeah, um, so that's you know that's an o- but this is on offense that you know that's in and of itself returning eighty seven percent of your shitty doesn't mean fucking anything. But that's an offense that was hyper focused on the passing game last year. Forty four attempts per per game that's i think only washington state or no um where's leach at mississippi state yeah and usc threw it more than that and so they return a lot of like the heart of their offense mm-hmm. is coming back it shouldn't suffer and it's it's really comes down to the defense they've been backsliding since brahms first year can i can i make a point though yeah, yeah. about that passing game sure, it's sure. different than a lot of other teams is that brahms passing game is sort of like a running, a running game. game yeah yeah because a lot of those passes yeah. are within like five yards of the line of scrimmage. absolutely so. absolutely and, and like they have a lot of ways to get five yards on that team because their running game is hyper efficient yeah. because of, they're almost like texas tech back in like it's all about early, stretching yeah. the field yeah right. they, they stretch the field and get guys out in space yeah. and Try to make, like that's why Rondell Moore is so good in that Ex- offense. Exactly, yeah. and, and 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 that's why I think Dave Bell, David Bell, if, if they can keep that sort of efficiency up and that sort of like because he can stretch the field yeah. and he's tall and lanky, he's a yep. he's an NFL body type receiver, so uh, he could be really good in that offense if they can get if they can get the underneath stuff going. But the problem is that the defense is just so bad. Yeah, uh, with the Boilermakers, which is weird because Brom came out and I think he was pretty good. Like I think he had a couple good defenses early on. And then since then, like, dude, these idiots gave up 40 points and almost 400 yards in Nebraska well, last year. So. Let's uh, keep in mind who was at the reins of that <laughs> yeah, exactly. defense there you last go. year. Um, but, uh, but that said, they have five likely wins on the schedule uh, with UConn, Illinois, Northwestern, and Oregon State. So it really comes down to Nebraska, I think. Uh, you, you know, seems like a push is the absolute best Purdue can hope for. So I would say the under is most likely. All right, let's move on to another former Big East team, the Maryland Terrapins, total at six right now, favoring the under just a little bit over priced at minus 105, under at minus 125. Dingus, what do you think? Uh, Maryland ranked first in explosiveness last year. Nice. And yet in five games they scored, and this is in order, they scored 3, 45, 35, 11, and 24. Whoa. <laughs> to be that explosive and show that much variance in scoring tells you everything you need to know about the consistency the Terrapins had, on bo- probably on both sides of the ball last year, but especially on offense. They returned 92% of the EPA in their passing game. But, man, you you know, you know have to sustain drives and be more efficient offensively or you know that fact just won't matter. There are five easy wins, I think, on their schedule. And if they can get West Virginia, that'll get Maryland within striking distance of the over. But they're going to be big dogs in their remaining games. So if you're betting the over, you're betting on Maryland to be perfect in the games they should win, and then they have to upset somebody they shouldn't. I just don't trust that get that inconsistency from last year. Um, so I would take the under, but probably the best bets to stay away. 
Yeah, I think you look at the way the schedule lays out, and I would say the only sure loss is Oklahoma or um, Ohio State. Oh, really? I think every other game is winnable. Okay. I, they might not be favored, but I think, think they have a chance. That, like it, you it depends said, how Tua progresses, right? Or yeah, Tua's brother. Tua's yeah. little brother. I don't Tua, know how you say his name. Uh, yeah. Tonga? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's like, I, don't, I can't even say it. <laughs> I don't even want to attempt it. I can't even say it. That's because you don't want to be racist. I just don't want to. I just can't. <laughs> yeah, say yeah, it. no. It's, we just call him a ukulele, like the guy yeah. from uh, Clemson. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that West Virginia game, like I think it, that's going to be a super interesting game. Yeah, it's gonna, it probably going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think. Yeah, I think the offense is going to keep mm. in some games, especially if they can find more consistency. I I like him at seven here. No, oh, really. Yeah, okay. I, I like him at seven because I think there are enough toss up games that they can get but if they get consistent. They yeah. can do it because they they're mm-hmm. they're explosive. They have talent. It's just that like they have got to put it together. You're not right. You're not wrong. I don't disagree. I don't hate that, Kenny. It's just that they have to figure out their shit. Agreed, man. Yeah, yeah. All those toss up games. I think they can get enough of them. Yeah, I think I think the offense is going to be pretty good this year. To his little brother is back at quarterback, and he has his top four pass catchers back. Just like I did what see Rich, that, yeah. which was Rich was saying with ninety two percent coming back. Uh, the rush defense has to get better. They were one hundred and fifteenth nationally last year so i see three for sure wins with six toss-up games first toss-up game uh we were talking uh, home versus west virginia mm-hmm. then at illinois i just illinois don't toss up uh probably not but it, but yeah. i'm just i just you just like you were saying though they've yeah. just been so inconsistent right. okay. so okay fair um at minnesota uh home versus penn state home versus michigan and at Rutgers because i i am a little higher on Rutgers than you guys are yeah um so I think they can get four of those and get the over. Mm. Not real confident okay. in that. Man, I'm on my own. As I do think that six is uh, what they'll end up. I think they'll end up being six and six. Okay. But I just think it's if I'm going to hey, go anywhere, I'm going to go the over. Six and six for Maryland. Oh no, it's yeah, fantastic. That's, that's a pretty good season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say that's especially for a coach who's only won like four games <laughs> in his yeah. career. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. I could do that. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I could probably. Yeah, I think I could win four games in the, like in the in the FBS in, in yeah. six years. Yeah, <laughs> power five yeah. team. Yeah. Sure, you no just problem. throw it to your assistant coaches. And <laughs> yeah, then, you know, yeah, just let them rip. Just make sure you call timeouts at the right time. Yeah, just yeah. get real drunk and yeah. like let oh, these guys handle it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, coach from the booth. Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, so our next team, we have to promise to not dwell oh, too uh, much. I'm not, I'm not oh God, here we go. We're, we're going to talk about this team. I'm sure it'll come up a lot. Oh yeah. yeah. Let, let's try to treat them like every other team in the Big Ten <laughs> no tonight. Um, <laughs> You're already. <laughs> we're talking. About, we're going to talk about them this week. We're going to talk about them next week. Yeah, because they do have a week. They have a game. Um, zero slash one yep. game Holy next week. Fuck. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. So uh, we are talking about Nebraska, um, our hometown team. Uh, Interesting fact, every time there's been a member of the Morton family enrolled at the University of Nebraska, they've won a national title. No. Oh, okay. Insane. Okay. 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 Just saying. Uh, Not going to happen, but okay. <laughs> yeah. The street comes to an <laughs> end. Comes, that's pretty every street comes to an end, whether you know you get arrested or <laughs> get to your destination. <laughs> <laughs> so total is six. Vegas likes the over. <laughs> okay. Minus 130 on the over. Vegas doesn't like the over. Everyone's betting the over. Yeah, all the Nebraska fans are betting the over. That's true. Vegas put that thing in there. Yeah, Yeah, because they knew they were going to make a shit ton of money, and even money on the unders. Um, I don't know. Who who wants to start? Rich, you want to talk a little bit about Oh, God. I might might as well get this out of the way. (laughs) Sure. Um, Nebraska hasn't gone over. In other words, they haven't beaten market expectations since 2016, and it's not even close. I was telling you guys how predictive Vegas win totals are. Well... In the last four years, Nebraska has been an insane outlier. Vegas missed by three games in 2017. That's a big whiff in, in, in games, in win totals. 
They missed by two in 2018 and three and a half in 2019. They keep systematically overestimating the win totals, right? Not talking about the price, talking about the win totals that Vegas floats out. Yeah. Way the fuck off. Um, they had eight wins last year. COVID fucked that up, granted, but suffice to say, Nebraska was never going to come within three wins of that win total last year. They were, that, if you play the whole game there, they weren't coming within, they weren't winning that many games. I don't think. It's been a parade of bullshit and misery for the Huskers <laughs> the last half decade, and mark bullshit my words, misery. this will be one of the worst offenses we've seen in Lincoln in a long, long time. The defense looked better last year, uh, twenty in 2020. They still can pressure the quarterback, which is really frustrating, but they have no dynamic players at any position on the offense. So the defense, improved though it maybe simply doesn't stand a chance under that kind of strain. The under streak continues. I'll take that shit all day at even money. Give me the unders and keep fading the Huskers. You know, I, I think a couple of playmakers are going to emerge. Uh, there's going to be somebody at receiver. Uh, either it's um, well, going to be Torrey or there's going to be two Torrey or Manning. I think or, you know Torrey and Manning are Torrey. maybe. We keep yeah. saying this though. Every yeah, year we do. Like, oh. Yeah, we, and I think it's because we're just they're so close and we're just like, so yeah. familiar with so many of the players that are like, oh yeah, that guy's going to be good. And then you and see then him, you're like, just, oh, but, oh, he's not good. But Torrey had uh, 1,500 yards in 2019 at Montana. Montana, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean that's good, and he's gonna be better be, than Wandale Robinson because Wandale Robinson, well, he didn't really do shit. Well, he's six three, and they're gonna put him in the slot. So yeah, yeah. so I think he will do a lot more. He's, than yeah, Robinson. he's gonna overmatch a lot of a lot of slot corners and, and linebackers. And you know, if Manning can catch the ball, it looks like that might be an issue. If he can, like, if he, if he's not stone hands, <laughs> yeah, he, he you know he can be <laughs> impressive too. Featherstone, yeah. yeah. Um, they need somebody to emerge at running back. It looks like Gabe Irvin mm-hmm. or the Marquis Step is probably them two or the, the guy the guy from USC. This is like we're like this is like a major league. Like who the fuck are these fucking guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that's true. And uh, injuries at maybe one of their strongest positions, tight end, is kind of hit a little bit. Yeah. Um, I Bill Connolly, uh, um, he released his top twenty five players. I don't remember if it was like most intriguing players or best. Pl- I th- it m- might have been most intriguing players. Um, Adrian Martinez was number nineteen, and I think that's just because like people people looked at his freshman year and they're like, "What?" He's going to be a Heisen winner. Yeah, he's like, "What? What happened?" You know, because there was even though they finished what was it four and eight, there's yeah. so much hope after that season. Yeah. Yep. Um, th- the schedule is brutal. Brutal. So I think yeah. the second t- I think Arkansas is toughest, mm-hmm. and then Nebraska's mm-hmm. second. Mm-hmm. I think overall, I mean, I think a push at the is the best they can do. I would mm-hmm. say stay away. You know, if you're going to lean one way or the other, just because of the odds, go with the under. But I think six makes a lot of sense. They get six. I'm going to be impressed with Frost. Honestly, six win season. I'll be. I will six wins in a bowl. I'll back off because yeah. I don't think he has it in him. I think this team is bound for four or five. Yeah. Five of the most, and, and, and again, we'll get when we have more time. We'll get into this team a little, maybe next week. Next week, there's not yeah. a, as many games. We'll get into yeah. some of the mm. the brewing NCA investigations and that yeah, weird yeah. press. That press conference is weird <laughs> today. That was like that was bizarre. Alberts was good in it though. I thought Alberts was good, but yeah. Frost is kind of like pouted. Well, like, yeah, well that's because he's an idiot. He got called out on his Oklahoma thing. And he didn't like it. Yeah. Well, I didn't call. I didn't. I didn't make one. No, you didn't make a phone call. You had somebody else make right. a phone call right. for you. Yeah, so. yeah. So, so that's an inter. And you, you've, there's this weird dynamic. It's almost like a 
Putin Trump dynamic setting up between Alberts and Frost a little bit. Okay. You know, you saw that kind of same body language a little bit. Alberts is going to kick his dick in the dirt, dude. He's going to give him a soccer ball with a with a with a bug in it so they can <laughs> tell everything he's talking about. But yeah, I th- I mean that dynamic going forward is going to be interesting. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, we'll see how long it lasts. Yeah. I'm going to try I'm trying I'm really trying hard not to be a homer, but like you said, we're just completely inundated and all I do is listen to talk radio and you know, local talk radio. Um, you know, that's one thing I have not done this year. I have deliberately stayed away from local talk radio. I haven't even been listening to other college football podcasts, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't do it. I just, I, and I think I will once the season gets going. Yeah. But it's just this time of year, it's just, it's it's all just conjecture and yeah, fluff. And, right. and once you get into the season, then the analysis starts yeah. a little bit more. So it yeah. becomes, I think, a little bit more interesting. But this time of year, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I just really enjoy actually like a lot of the personalities that are on. I agree. So, we, we have so some just, good like, local yeah. personalities. So yeah. any, so anyway, uh, the de- the defense was decent. Like Dingus said last year, uh, the rush defense actually is really good. Um, they have nine back, so I think w- there's definitely going to be an improvement there. Especially, I don't think there, there's going to be teams that are going to be able to run too much against this team, except for like Ohio State. But. Um, <laughs> And uh, I, I see four for sure wins, five toss-ups. Toss-ups being at Illinois, which is probably the most important game on the entire schedule. Oh God, yeah. Um, which is next week. Uh, Northwestern home versus Northwestern, home versus Michigan, home versus Minnesota, home versus Iowa. Last game of the year. Um, oh, Rich, here's a statistic that I think you'll like. Frost at Nebraska is five and eleven in one score games, and they lost three mm, one score mm. games last year. Yeah. So <laughs> so that variance sh- should. Right, then that, that that's true. Like, if if you're thinking about the way I've set these arguments up, like they should, yes. they, that they should, it should come back more to be fifty fifty, yeah. Right. So, so basically, half of his games have been one yes. score games. Yes, half of that's, his games have well, been because he's twelve and twenty, so he's had thirty two games. And sixteen, 16 of, them. of them have been one score. Man, you got you got to figure this start breaking the other way. Right. You, yeah. They should right. Those should be toss ups because if we're, if luck is determining those things, like I say, yeah, then he's just been getting unlucky. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, uh, but he should be putting away fucking Rutgers and Northwestern oh, by more yeah. than fucking you know a score. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's they have that more there's talent. That, they have yeah. Way more talent. There's that. There's that more talent. Yeah. yeah. So, Although I saw this this recruiting class this year is going to be like in the 60s. Yeah, but they're only small. They're only like taking 12. 13. Yeah, yeah. 12 and 13. Yeah. So, um, I do, I do, I, I agree with Kenny. I think they go six and six. Okay. Uh, but I will just for the sake of podcasts, I'll say they get to seven. God damn it! <laughs> Nobody likes right. you. All right. You have no friends. <laughs> All right, another team in the West, also at six, the Northwestern Wildcats. <laughs> I uh, hate this team. <laughs> Vegas <laughs> likes the over as well, minus 125, minus 105 on the under. So a little bit more favor on the over, kind of like Nebraska. Um, so if you you can see the, the Northwestern S&P charts, and he charts them by year. Okay. S&P and yeah. It kind of looks like a mountain range because <laughs> right, it's like right. super high and then super low, super high, and it's just this big... Um, series of peaks and valleys over the years. Um, Bill Conley, the S and P guy, only has him at four point nine wins this year. Uh, they're going to lose a tenth of a game, huh? That's weird. Yeah, yeah, kind of <laughs> weird. Uh, but well, it's Northwestern; know, they're like the smartest people right, in the conference, yeah. so uh, they'll figure it out. Yeah, it, it always seems like Northwestern's one of those teams that sort of goes against expectations, right? Like, yeah, definitely. Kind of like the old cliche is like you know. Don't under- underestimate Northwestern, or you know, n- you're not respecting Northwestern, or whatever you want to say. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those years. I think Fitzy gets them to seven. They're going to have a solid D, mm. uh, and you well, know, you, you go and play in that the shittiest grass field in the country. <laughs> like that's not, lo- tr- that's not true. 
Heinz Field where Pitt plays. That is the shittiest grass. Okay, field that's in the pretty bad. But and then, but Northwestern's Northwestern's close, close it, it looks like somebody just resodded their backyard and yeah. haven't watered it in a week. <laughs> was it kind of what it looks? Was it Oakland that used that to play in the infield? Of yes. The, yep. Oh my god. You don't see you don't see those as much anymore. Yeah. Those those teams the the the, they um, don't share the, the combination stadium. What a shitty fucking yeah. thing that is. Oakland did that. Uh, San Francisco. Yeah, Candlestick Candlestick. Yeah, that sucks. St. Louis, I think, did that for a while. Mm. No, because Bush Stadium was always just a baseball stadium. Okay, and then they yeah. had the dome. Yeah. Okay, but there, yeah, there's been teams. Soldier Field it was used for baseball sometimes. I think. No, no, that's all right. No, no, because they always had Wrigley and Comiskey. I'm trying. I I know there there was like <laughs> four to six teams that yeah. used to play the yeah. baseball. Yeah, yeah. Field. where they were. Yeah, though. Houston, Houston used to do it in the Astrodome. They did when there was the Astros and the. Um, Oilers. Huh. Yeah, but they just they just had the turf. So they just put the turf yeah. over. I was the, gonna say, but, I, but, yeah. they, but they still you could still have the red marks. Yeah, you could still see the red. I think, but it, it wasn't on marks. dirt because like, it was no, like, it was it was turf. It was turf. Yeah, astroturf, like yeah. the shitty. But it was yeah, pure. Yeah, I don't know, like it was yeah. concrete. Yeah. yeah, but it was pure ass. Like you're just running on the fucking dirt yeah. and like oh yeah yeah yeah. And when it would rain, it would get all muddy. I know. It just turned into a mess. Bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, who wants to talk? Okay. uh yeah, so Northwestern just announced yesterday that Hunter Johnson okay. yep. will be their starter at quarterback. Transfer, oh, I'm going right? to hunt your Johnson. From two, like two, three years. He was a five-star that went to Clemson, and then he got beat out by Peyton Ramsey right. yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's whatever. I don't, I don't know if he's good or bad. Who knows? Uh, but their number one uh, projected running back is out for the year. Um, I wasn't real high on this team, but the schedule actually sets up real nice for them. Uh, might be the easiest in the conference. I have five for sure wins and toss-ups of home versus Ohio at Nebraska home versus Rutgers home versus Minnesota. So another close one for the total. Um, I say, I don't know exactly over, I guess not real confident, but like I said, I'm not really a fan of this team either. So yeah. it's just the, the, that schedule is just mm. ridiculously easy. Here's a testament to P fits. Yep. Oh, P fits operates at Foton huge <laughs> <laughs> at a Foton huge. I don't know. That's probably Swedish or <laughs> Scandinavian. Mm. Some Scandinavian. Yeah. He'll, he'll read Fort anything you put. Operate that off foot and huge. Talent deficit. Yeah, anyway. Uh, my point is, their relative EPA is really fucking bad, but this dude beats market expectations on the reg. Take last year, for example. On average, Northwestern's returning productivity and talent was 136 points below their opponents. And they still went over five and a half and easily beat Auburn in the bowl game. Yeah, that's impressive. I mean, man, like you're out coaching your opponents in that case. You know what I mean? Like that to me, that's coach effect. That is where you when you're we have a huge talent deficit and can still beat market expectations and be a SEC team with demonstrably more talent than you. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty goddamn incredible. My only concern is that, and it's a big one, is that you know, Mark Hankwitz retired as defensive coordinator, and he's been the heart and soul of that team for 13 years. Oh, Northwestern's gotcha. defenses have been really salty that whole time, and they have to replace two lockdown corners and two really talented run stoppers on the D-line. Yeah. I don't see how a drop-off is not in the cards for the Wildcats. So I think the under is the play. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll see how long Pfitz can like, you know. I mean, he he out, he outperforms his talent. So yeah. so we'll see. All right. Next up, Minnesota total at seven, minus one fifteen both on the over and the under. Uh, Dingus, what do you think? Coming off that incredible ten win season in twenty nineteen, the Gophers yep. had a rough go in twenty twenty. But to be fair, they were to just be four points. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. they were four points away from being five and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garen. Nope. Granted, 
Michigan and Iowa cave their uh, fucking faces all the way in. Yeah. But this is a, absolutely a team that can surprise you, and I like the way their schedule sets up. They have three auto losses, I think, to Whiskey, Iowa, and Ohio State, and everything else is at least winnable. And they're going to be, you know, if, if not their big favorites in some of those in some of those like early season games. I think many gets back to eight or nine wins this year behind Tanner Morgan, who should be pretty good. I would take the over in this case. This is my I think this is my, my rare overplay. Yeah, uh, in the Big Ten, so I would take the over in Minnesota. Yeah, like you said, a bunch of close games. Possibly a lot of variants again this year. A lot of games kind of fall into that toss-up category, so you could see you know totals all over the place. You know, talking about Fleck, you know, call him a genius motivator. Some people call him a snake oil salesman. <laughs> you know, just kind of depends on Some your perspective. Some people call him Maurice. I call him a <laughs> I call him a genius oil salesman. Genius oil motivator. <laughs> he motivates oil really well. But it's it seems to work in Minnesota for you know whatever reason. I, I think I think that if he's smart. He'll coach there until they have to scrape his melted corpse <laughs> from the PMC Stadium locker room in 40 years. <laughs> no, he's a genius snake motivator. Oh, <laughs> nice. Thanks. Nice. Right. I agree with you. That's funny. Give uh, it the over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Over. Yeah. Yeah, so this team does, like Dinga said, return Tanner Morgan and Mohamed Ibrahim, uh, but the list of stud wide receivers is gone. Chris Autumn Bell is good, but can he take over the number one spot and be as productive as Bateman? Mm. The rush defense was bad last year, and they need to get a lot better uh, if they want to go over. I say under. I see four wins with four toss-ups at Colorado, home versus Nebraska, home versus Maryland, and home versus Northwestern. I think they'll drop one of those for sure. Mm. Also, they play the Ohio State week one, so that yeah. won't boost any confidence either. I think is that a Thursday game? I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. It's, it's we'll, like the first. We'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hmm. All right. Michigan Wolverines, Coach Harbaugh at seven and a half games. Uh, over is the Vegas play here, minus 135, under at 105. Casey, yeah. <laughs> where are you at in Michigan? Yeah, so I have no idea what this team's going to do. No idea. Cade Mac- uh, McNamara uh, was named the starter at quarterback. Who is it? Alan, Alan, Alan Bowman. Bowman. Yeah. Maybe, yo, he beat out Alan Bowman from Texas Tech. Texas yeah. Tech, yeah. Okay. yeah. Transferred, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, Hassan Haskins is back uh, at running back, average 6.1 a carry last year. Nine back from a bad defense last year, but new coordinator. So there's that. Hardball has to do something this year, right? Has to do something this year? I don't know. I mean, or do he, they care anymore? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. He's kind of golden boy status like Frost. Like maybe. he's just not, he gets nine, usually gets like nine wins mm-hmm. and then just doesn't beat Ohio State. Right. So, okay. Might be, might be good enough. So I see five for sure wins, five toss ups. Washington week two which is a really interesting game. They get them at home. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then they go at Washington, at Nebraska, home versus Indiana, which I'm probably leaning loss, at Maryland. Uh, I think they can get to seven, but eight will be a tough over. I'm going to say just uh, bet the under. Hmm. Plus, I like the price. I, th- I think a team like Michigan may be better off being underappreciated, maybe a little bit under the oh, radar. Good point, good you know, point, good point. Uh, could sneak up on some people. They, they had their big three games, but I think they can compete or win every other game on that mm. schedule, honestly. Mm-hmm. That said, I think six or seven is probably mm. right for Michigan. Wow. I, I, w- I would be a really bad year. It, it would be, but... I, I, that's where I'm leaning this year. I think I think huh. Michigan's going to fall off a little bit, but there's you know the expectations aren't super high anyway. Man. So I don't know if it's going to hurt Harbaugh in the long run. I guess we'll see. Six or seven might get Harbaugh fired. I I mean I relish in the in the Wolverines being a little bit down, but if we're being fair, like like Casey said, like they win nine or ten games every year, and in an, in, in an insanely that's a hard thing to say in an insanely <laughs> tough yes. division. Uh, you can't beat Ohio State. 
but he, you know, he's not underachieving either necessarily. Well, <laughs> until last year, it's incredible bed shitting. <laughs> yeah. That was just, I mean, dude, they got laughed off the field by Penn state who sucked by the way, Nebraska beat him. Mm-hmm. That's my caliber. That's my bar for everything. <laughs> Nebraska did good against you. You fucking suck. Indiana beat him by 17. They lost to a terrible yeah. Michigan state yeah. team. Yeah. And they barely beat Rutgers in triple overtime. Oh man. Fucking gooch. Yeah. Dude. Again, in the spirit of fairness, though, I'm, I'm in this EPA thing. I'm locked into this like weird statistic. They faced a huge, huge talent and productivity gap relative to their opponents last year. I would say probably their biggest in history. I haven't gone back yeah. and measured EPA back to like the beginning of time or whatever. But like they were 200 EPA uh, points total, EPA points below their uh, average opponent in 2020. That's huge. It's one of the biggest gaps in all of uh, in the FBS, and they've closed that gap this year to, to basically even. Okay. So, uh, seven and a half. I think seven and a half wins is way too low for a team that consistently wins nine or ten y- games year in and year out. Except for last year, Kenny, you talked about Penn State or uh, you talked about a fluke. You know, uh, with, with Penn State earlier. I think this is the easiest over I've seen so far in the Big Ten. I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to be pretty confident in it. Okay, the Hoosiers of Indiana total at eight. Wow, what a what a total for the Indiana Hoosiers. Unbelievable, Holy shit. man. Yeah, and, although Vegas is Ooh. leaning. Pretty heavy unders. <laughs> Plus one twenty in the overs. <laughs> minus one fifty okay, so. on the unders. Uh, so uh, Dingus, where are you at on on this? So team? you've been talking about Bill Connolly a little bit, Kenny. He points out that Indy was a was significantly outgained in yards per play in three of their wins last year: Michigan, Penn State, and Whiskey. All close wins, and their success rate for the season was a pretty paltry forty percent. That means they were. Living and dying by the big play, essentially. It reminds me of my driver on the golf course a little bit. If I hit okay. that fucker, it's going about 3.30 or more. Yeah. But yeah. 75% of the time, I'm liable to send a screaming piss missile straight into the <laughs> cart girl's dome piece. So, you know, it's just like when I find the fairway, Indy is going to have a tough time replicating their previous success. Sure. So that's your highlight reel, right? <laughs> right it's like exactly. that 25% that you knock it right down <laughs> exactly. the middle. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like Super my bowling. <laughs> it's like me bowling. It's yeah. like I either get a gutter ball or <laughs> I just knock every pin. Yeah, play. destroy the back of the, <laughs> of the eye. Of the, I throw it so far. Fucking hard, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I think I think the market is seeing things the same way that I am. That like that there's just a lot of inconsistency. Living and dying by the big plays hard to replicate. Um, it's a hefty price to pay the under. Legion, but Legion knows I love betting against inconsistent teams that won a bunch of close games last year. And you know, dudes like Casey are gonna you know probably love this and go over because they you know well everyone gets better no matter what because I play a lot of video game football. Anyway, I don't give a shit. Under. <laughs> Casey, what do you think? Yeah, Michael Penix Jr. might be the best quarterback in the conference. And they have a ton back on both sides of the ball. Uh, wide receiver Wap Filor is gone. That's a good name. That is a it great is, yeah. name. Uh, but Ty Freifogel is <laughs> back. Wow. <laughs> Even better. Jesus. Wow. What the fuck is oh, going that's on? Not, that's not fair. Oh, How do yeah. they do that? <laughs> Jesus. How do uh, they have all the high? Like Penix, Freifogel, and Filor? Yeah. Come on, Wap, dude. Fillier that's like a Klingon spaceship they're running over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think Freifogel is going to have a humongous year. I see seven for sure wins, four toss-ups at Iowa Week One. Super interesting, uh, and we're going to talk about Iowa's schedule because it's a little, it's pretty fun. Um, uh, they play, they get home against Cincy, which I mm. think Cincy mm, will beat them. I lean a loss. I would, yeah, I think it's yeah. a loss. Yeah, I think it's going to be a loss. Uh, I'd lean it, and then they they go to Penn State and they go to Michigan, mm. and I think they can get two more of those to go over. No, I told you over. I know. Joe. I was an ar- I'm I a pro an ar- and you're a Joe. Probably we're both Joes. But okay, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> hey Casey, um, do you think it's safe t- 
to say that you like Penix as much as you like uh, Shoreman yeah. on leave. I like I like Penix a lot because <laughs> <laughs> we know how much you like Shoreman on leave. Yeah, <laughs> Penix is well not this year. I don't think Navy's gonna be very good. Okay, mm-hmm. well we'll see. Uh, yeah, like Rich said, the, those those three games where they they had wins but they got outplayed. The question is, can they have more games like that? Uh, you know, Penix is a huge asset. I think you can keep him in games. Eight feels like a lot. It does doesn't a it? A lot. Nine feels like too many. Uh, no. So you know, if I had to, if I if I could get a push bet, I'd take it. Otherwise, I I I'd probably lean on. <laughs> they should let us bet the push. That'd be they awesome. should. They should. There should be a separate category where you can just bet the right. push. Yeah. Like you have to nail it or else you lose the bet. Right. Yeah. That'd be good. Like yeah, they, they might be a money maker. Vegas. I know you're listening. <laughs> totally, <laughs> Mr. Vegas. Whoever you are. <laughs> listen to listen to us as line movers. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're moving moving lines. Market makers. Yeah. That's, us. That's yeah. right. All right. Iowa Hawkeyes. Eight and a half is the total. Minus one oh five for the over, minus one twenty five for the under, so leaning just a little bit under. You know, I was one of those teams that just kinda of plods along. They just mm. play Ferrance ball and just, you know, do their thing. Uh they're gonna win the games they should. Uh they don't get Michigan and Michigan State, who I actually kinda like this year and Ohio State. I think eight and a half is completely doable. I like the I like the over. Here with Iowa. Hmm. Um, I, now you guys can explain why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, Iowa could be 0 and 2, and then they could run the table and go 10. Mm. And they could win 10. Mm-hmm. Who are their so, first two? Uh, they play uh, Indiana? Indiana and oh, Iowa oh. State. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah their yeah. first two. So, right, right. Like, that's a pretty tough. Did, that's what they did last year. Last year they went 0 and, they started 0 and 2, yeah. and they won the rest of their yeah, games. Yeah, the rest of the, rest of the games. Yep. So, uh, I don't think they will, but there's a possibility. Uh, Petrus is back, and he should be serviceable enough for this offense. Uh, Tyler Goodson, I think, is back at the running back as yep, well. Yep. The defense returned seven on a team that was top five in their conference in uh, all the major categories. So I see seven wins, five toss-ups. Like I said, Indiana Indiana week one, Iowa, at Iowa State week two, home versus Penn State, at Wisconsin, at Nebraska. Can they get two of those? I say no. I think they can get to eight. Nebraska ain't but, no toss-up. But that last what well, they've played Frost has played Iowa to the last two years within one score. Yeah, but he has so, a shitty offense now. <laughs> they had a shitty offense last year. Well at least they had some people who could run the ball, Vondale and McCaffrey. They, they and, had one guy. McCaffrey didn't even play did McCaffrey even play in that game last I don't year? Know. Well he eventually got pouty and like, <laughs> Frost was like, get the fuck out of here, bitch. Um I say uh I say under, but it wouldn't shock me if they go over mm, either. Okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence on it. I don't know. Are, are you guys like me in that you think that Iowa overachieves given their talent, or do you think? Yeah, or yeah. Not? yes and you know, no. The last couple of years they stepped up their recruiting game. Too. Offensively, yeah. I want to say yes, but then they also like every year they put like two tight ends into the NFL every year. Exactly. Over the last five years, 2017 is the only year they faced a talent and productivity deficit. Uh, and they, you know, and they, and they still beat the market expectations by going over in in twenty seventeen. I mean, their tendency is to go over. Yeah. The market underappreciates them, and they outperform the market. But they're not at a talent deficit. They're usually returning more key pieces than, than their opponents year in and year out. And this year is actually very different. It's not that the you know the Hawkeyes don't return some guys. It's just they're they're the least talented team. That this is the least talented team they fielded. Since that 2017 team, when they won seven regular season games, I don't like Spencer Petros. Uh, their run game isn't all that dynamic, not by Iowa standards. They have probably <laughs> which two- is nothing because like they're either <laughs> never they, dynamic. They're not really just, that dynamic. It's just like straight, right straight ahead, yeah. down the tackle. Yeah. yeah, you know, part of me thinks like, man, can you imagine if Iowa had a dynamic quarterback? Oh, no. But at Man. the same time, I think 
what would oh, Ferentz do with a dangling no, quarterback? He would, he he would, would run him uh, off. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think they have two auto losses at, at Iowa State and Wisconsin. Otherwise, Iowa's probably going to do Iowa things, like Kenny said, plot along. Eight or nine wins, likely. I mean, stay stay away is the best thing I can recommend, especially with that stupid hook, eliminating the possibility of a push. I just wouldn't fuck with this one. Yeah. All right, Penn State up next. We talked about them a couple times in the episode already. Total at nine this year. Uh, Vegas likes the under, though, minus 105 in the over, minus 125 on the under. Uh, Casey. Yeah, yeah, this seems very intriguing. So last year they started 0-5. Then they rattled off four straight wins at the end. So I like that momentum to continue. Uh, They have seven back on both sides of the ball from groups that were top half of the conference, including a couple of stud wide receivers in Jahan Dotson and Parker Washington. The pair combined for 88 catches, 1,400 yards, and 14 touchdowns last year. Clifford does need to be better. He had 16 touchdowns, but he also had nine interceptions. Schedule-wise, I see six for sure wins with six toss-ups. They play at Wisconsin week one, Mm. which is a humongous game for both teams. Uh, they get Auburn at home, which I think I'm gonna I'm leaning win on that because I just think it's it's gonna be like week it's like week two or week three. So S and P has that one seventy percent chance for Penn for State. Penn State yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they they get home they get Indiana at home. Then they travel to Iowa. They travel to the Ohio State and they travel to Maryland. So I do think they can get most of those toss ups and get to ten. So give me that over. Wow. Um, I think this is going to be one of those teams that kind of breaks the dingus because <laughs> last year factors into it. Gotta I hate think, my dingus gets broken. Uh, I know, yeah, especially when it's punched really hard. <laughs> yeah, like you said, week one, huge litmus test against Wisconsin. If they can start with a, with a win, that'd be huge. Yeah, um, yeah. Auburn will be an interesting game, uh, with especially with Auburn having a new coach as well. I don't know. I think two factor, too many factors keep them from breaking into double digits. I think they stall out at nine tops mm. for me so mm-hmm. i would i would say you know again i like i like the push bet vegas is just too damn good at what they do <laughs> exactly dude i agree with you last year was surprising because penn state actually had a huge relative talent and pro- productivity advantage against its opponents and yet lost as casey mentioned five straight including losses to nebraska <laughs> maryland and the maryland was maryland loss wasn't even fucking close well, yeah uh, I mean, you know, they, they got it turned around against, the, but against the likes of Michigan, Rutgers, Michigan State, and Illinois. They struggled. So. They struggled. We call, yeah. the, we call those confidence buildings. Like, exactly. we call those like slumbusters. Like, like a horse yeah. slumbusters. Like a yeah. horse when you yeah. can't miss anything and you just like start doing layups. Yep. Uh, here's the thing. You know, there's there's talent on this team. Franklin has three top ten finishes. He's a good coach. If anyone's can, if he's going to turn, I mean, if anybody can turn it around, I think I have confidence in Franklin. Um, there's only one loss on the on the schedule. Ohio State. I agree with Kenny. I, I I but I don't think there's a way these guys get to ten wins. I'm taking unders all day, just because you know I just I don't have any faith or trust in this team. Yeah. All right, Wisconsin, the Badgers, the favorite in the West as far as win totals, a nine and a half. So Vegas likes them to get to double digits, possibly minus one fifteen. You're going to pay for either the over or the under. Uh, Dingus, what are you seeing? Here? Uh, well, this was the first season whiskey faced a relative talent and productivity gap since 2016. And let, let me let me just check my notes. What happened when uh, whiskey faced a talent gap? Oh, they went eleven and three. <laughs> And beat the regular season win total by three fucking games. So, actually, I don't think this year will be the same. Uh, Whiskey had, uh, you know, it was three points away from a losing record last year. Yeah. Uh, The run game looked shaky, uncharacteristically shaky. Quarterback play was terrible. I know, like, Mertz had that one good game, and then he fell off bad. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
you know, granted COVID, you know, maybe, maybe or I shouldn't say COVID, the Big Ten's ridiculous pro- COVID protocols fucked them up for the first, like, two months of the season. But, now they didn't look very good in any game except the Michigan out, Michigan outing in, in, in mid-November. Um, I think there's too much to figure out in Madison for 10 wins to be realistic. I'm, I'm taking the unders, boys. Uh, you know, it's always interesting to see when an outgoing transfer, especially, you know, like a backup quarterback, ends up starting somewhere else. And that's amplified even more and becomes a bigger deal when that player goes to Notre Dame mm. and gets a starting nod. Oh, Jack Cohen's Jack Cohen's a starter week one. Yeah. Oh, Notre Dame's not going to be very good. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he's going to another place. And Notre Dame and Wisconsin play in the non-con. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's kind of yeah. an interesting twits uh, uh, as well. Uh, Mertz is supposed to be the golden child. Not Chile. <laughs> <laughs> golden Chile? <laughs> but he needs to prove it. Yeah, you know he. Oh he was, yeah, he was the first four-star quarterback to to sign at Wisconsin ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, best best quarterback recruit ever, and he kind of shit the bed last year. And Cohen's like, uh, I'm out of here. I'll go play for the Golden Domers. So, um, I think it's either I or Wisconsin in in the West this year. I think it comes down to those two teams. S and P doesn't give Notre Dame much of a chance against the Badgers, but uh, I wonder if the Irish can kind of trip them up and keep whiskey at nine. So I'm going to go unders with mm. the Badgers. Yeah, so Badgers have eight back from a de- good defensive squad last year, although they didn't exactly play a murderer's row of offenses then either. But they traditionally have a good defense, so I think they should be good again this year. Offensively, like we've been saying, you have to wonder how good Graham Mertz really is. I mean, he was great in the first game and then against Illinois, who was trash on on defense last year, and then didn't really do a whole lot the rest of the year. Very Adrian Martinez vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Mertz. yeah. yeah. But, but we know what this team's about, you know, run the ball. Good tight end play. They do have an awesome tight end. They were terribly inefficient running the ball last year. Yeah, one of the wor- one of the yeah. worst in the conference. They do have the guy, the uh, Jalen Berger, I think, is their starter coming back. So they do have a guy that's returning, so that should know schemes a little bit better. Hopefully, uh, schedule wise, I see seven wins, five toss ups. Penn State week one. We we talked Notre Dame, uh, and that's in Chicago. Uh, is that Michigan, the Wrigley Field game? Or uh, are they I think they're playing Soldier Field. Okay, yeah, uh, Michigan. Army and Iowa, and they get all of them, like I said, except for Notre Dame, in Camp Randall. So that's a big plus. I think they can go, get to nine, but that tenth is is going to be so tough. So I'm, right. I'm going with you guys. Nice. Here. All right, one team left, Ohio State, and a total of 11. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, you know what? That kind of total, Vegas is going to lean a little bit, but mm-hmm. you still have to pay for mm-hmm. the under. Minus 110, 120 yep. on the over. Uh, Casey, can Wisconsin – Go over eleven and go undefeated. You mean Ohio State? Whoever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pick, just pick a team. And well, talk they, about them. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a freshman quarterback. He is a five star. Mm-hmm. So, and they have uh, the skill talent to help big time. Probably the best wide receiver core in the Big Ten, if not the country. And uh, Master Teague is back at running back. Um, plus, they have probably another five star behind him. Uh, <laughs> the secondary is the weakness of this team. They were dead last. Yeah, in they the, were in not the good Big last Ten year. in pass defense yeah. last mm-hmm. year. So you have to think that should be a focal point in the offseason. Schedule-wise, first game is not exactly easy with Minnesota. Then they get Oregon at home. So I think they have nine for sure wins, three toss-ups. Oregon at Indiana and home versus Penn State. I think Indiana has a real shot to get them if they can't shore up that pass defense. Most likely they'll go 11-1, and so this is probably a push. But for the sake of podcast, I say sure, over, undefeated, Hmm. and go to the playoff. Right. Diggis. Uh, so in 2016, Ohio State won 11. Yeah. 2017, 11. 2018, 11. Yeah. These are regular season, by the way. Yeah. 
2019 12. Yeah. I mean, these, like, talk about consistency. They go over, and they've gone over, by the way, in every single one of those seasons. Yeah. Uh, four straight overs last year. You know, that doesn't count because of COVID or whatever. So, I mean, probably five, there would have been five straight overs. Yeah. Um, it's hard though because it's the first time they're at 11. It's all the, the hook is it's always been 10 and a half, yeah, or nine and a half back to 2016. So, like, there's been a, this 10 and a half hook, and you could safely bet that fucking over, yeah. Uh, I don't like 11 this year because they hit 11 every year, yeah. and and like Casey mentioned, there's the you know, they have a they're breaking in a freshman quarterback, so. Early game against a good Oregon team seems yeah. like a loss. Good Oregon defense. Good Oregon defense seems like a loss, and that puts them at eleven. Now you're looking at a push, and they have to be perfect the rest of the way. You know, and maybe it's like a Spencer Rattler thing, Kenny. You called it last year, where you know you like Rattler's gonna be good. Everyone just fucking chill because Oklahoma started off real shaky last year. By the mm-hmm. end of the season, he looked like a Heisman caliber quarterback. It might be the same thing with this guy at Ohio State. I don't know. I'm just saying, like the over seems like a really fucking risky bet given all the circumstances and given the fact that like 11 is usually where they end up. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not fucking with that over, but, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go 11 and one. Yeah. Okay. I want you to imagine, I want you to, to close your eyes and imagine this scenario. Okay. So it's week two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fall asleep okay. if I do this. Yeah. <laughs> You're playing Oregon ducks, right? Yep. You're 18 years old. Last year at this time, you were probably banging your high school chemistry teacher. Nice. And maybe maybe the vice principal, too. Sarah Boyd. At the same time, <laughs> right? And, and you look on the other side of the ball, and Justin Thibodeau yeah. is yeah. about to ruin nope. your fucking life. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm actually scared. I'm 40 years old. Right? I'm scared. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> Not 18. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I could ever trust a freshman quarterback to get to 12 wings. It happens, right? Like, you, you know, Tua and, and, you know, uh, Lawrence, they mm-hmm. they did it, but but there's just too many pitfalls against super yeah. talented teams to pull it off consistently. Oregon, Penn State, and that division is like if it's the second time yeah. this division, and you're a freshman quarterback, and you have to. Oh man, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just think there's t- there's too many factors that weigh against a freshman quarterback coming through that schedule unscathed. undefeated. Right. I agree. Right. I mean, like you, like I was saying, I I think that you call you hit the Spencer Rattler nail on the head. But he was shaky as fuck in his oh, first few games yeah. last year. Yeah, and you were like, "Be patient, everyone, chill." And and you were right, but eventually, but like you know, he's this guy's gonna need to vindicate himself, and he's gonna have to do it against some tough teams early on. Yeah, so. yeah. So I think that's what's gonna keep him from going undefeated. They might still make the playoff, um, depending on how things shake out. No. Um, you know, the the winner of that Oregon Ohio State game might that might be, be like playoff determination. Play, yeah, yeah, it very well could be. Yeah. So you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But undefeated, I'd say I say no. So the push is most likely, but I'd probably go under if I were if I were a betting man, which I am. Which you are. Which, which you are. But I wouldn't bet this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't bet any totals. I, I tried to prove yeah. to you that totals don't, are don't an efficient market, and you should just stay the fuck away. Unless you're betting against uh, Nebraska. Right, take the <laughs> Loves under. to go under. <laughs> <laughs> Loves to go under. Systematically under. All right, folks. Well, we have made it through the preseason. We are ready Finally. for actual oh, football yeah. games. This was a slog. It was fun at first, yeah. and then it was a slog. Yeah. yeah. It really was, but but now things get better. What do you mean it was? You're, you're fucking gone for three weeks, you fucking asshole. What are you talking about? I was standing in lines <laughs> for hours at Disney getting COVID. I mean, okay. come on. I mean, yeah, you were yeah, talking about a slog. <laughs> yeah. That's no true. Shit. That is true. Actually, I would much rather sit here and talk to this asshole than like, do what you did. Yeah, that's true. It rained every fucking day. Oh, yeah, fuck it that. ruined half of our shit. Yeah. It yeah, was, that it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. The greatest, worst vacation ever. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so anyway, we'll talk about real football games next week. We'll get yes. into yep. predictions. Yes. Um, make sure you get signed up for our Yahoo League. Get in Bowl there. Pick Beat the dingus. Beat the fucking dingus. I do every day. Maybe maybe we'll come up with something for the Kangas too. Like if you Ken- beat the Kangas. Oh, yeah. well, Kenny, are you going to ro- roll with the Kangas? For your picks, oh yeah, okay. So, sure. so peanut butter pants is going to be the Kangas. Yep. Yes. You should you should rename it to the Kangas. I, I should. Yeah, yeah. I like peanut butter pants though. <laughs> I know, I know. You. I'll do. change it. I'll I'll go on there and change. Oh, it. what about the uh, horse tournament? Are we still doing that on? Oh yeah, September four. And by the way, I don't have to go to shitty Division three football games this year to watch my daughter dance. Hey, nice. So I will oh. be there. Nice. You All should right. make her get on the UNL dance team, and that way you can go to basketball games. <laughs> she's she's a good dancer, but Jesus, they're fucking <laughs> okay. They're pretty fucking good. Okay. Well, I don't yeah. know anything about that, but yeah, if you get free basketball tickets, like yeah, dude, hook, hook us up. We were, we were talking about that the other day. Yeah, like, it's gonna be a fun couple of years for Nebraska basketball. Uh, I don't know that's if what he keeps saying. I never yeah. believe a word. This thing. I don't know if they'll be any good, but they're gonna be fun. Every time this yeah. guy tells me they're gonna be good, I'm like, okay, well, maybe one day if you keep saying it long enough. This year, this is the year. Yeah, if they're not good year. this year, if they're, if they're not You'll good, never this year, say it again until no. next year. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never say it again. They've just been recruiting they just been recruiting so well. Yeah, I wish they that, that mattered cuz so was the big so was Nebraska football in the Big 10 Western Division. Out recruited the entire fucking West yeah, since, but since we joined the conference. We've got such a better coach in basketball. Well. <laughs> well. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. We'll yeah. see. Well. I, I'm in the middle. I'm I'm on the fence. Yeah. I just want to see results. I'm just a results guy. Yeah. Results kind of guy. Oh. Yeah, we got baseball short up. Now we just got to get basketball or football. I'll take I'll take <laughs> either one. one really. I will yeah. I will make a huge prediction though. Okay, let's hear it. The volleyball team's gonna be really good. Uh, get the- <laughs> oh. Wow, better than really fifth. out on a limb. Yeah, wow, <laughs> really out on a limb there. You see, like like five of the top twelve teams in the country all in the Big Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Wisconsin's like third or something. Yeah, like and that. then finally, like the Big Ten's like, oh, I guess we should probably carry some volleyball. Games. We're the SEC finally. of women's volleyball. volleyball. Yes, we are. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Nice. I'm gonna start paying more attention to that. Because everything else is so bleak make and a, make a, I wonder if they. St- I wonder if you can bet volleyball. Well, we should make a dingus, a volleyball dingus. Yeah. It gets a little weird when we talk about dinguses and like volleyball girls, but you know, it's fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. I wonder how they do that. I wonder how like they put the spread on those. You know what I mean? Now you're the talking spread. about spreads and dinguses <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and I volleyball. Li- I meant lines. Me too, Kenny. You Think about Kenny. This is the me too. Dirty Kenny. <laughs> I just come up with it. <laughs> All right, we better sign off. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting get a little too loose. far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> running a little loose, Larry. All right, buddy. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> Time to All go. Right. All right, Legion. Sign off, please. Hurry. Good night. Bye. Bone. And they returned Mo, uh, Mohammed Ibrahim. Uh, what is that right? Ibrahim is it Ibrahim? Is Ibrahim? Ibrahim. Oh, Ibrahim. sorry, I was laughing okay. at Kenny's oh, okay. the corpse thing. Still, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna start over. God damn it, cat! God damn it, cat! Stop it! I haven't had my leg scratch for a month. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Just put holes in my jeans. You'll right, I'll go put him. I'll put him away. He'll come He's right fine. Back He's fine. fine. Yeah, I'll deal with it. All right. The cat just got me again. Get that cat the fuck <laughs> out of here. You. Okay, maybe, yeah, let's get the cat out of here. All right, keep going. Um, Sorry, it's just like really distracting. <laughs> uh, 
the uh 